Welcome to the Reversing Diabetes Podcast with Delane ND, the podcast for people looking to correct chronic illnesses such as diabetes through lifestyle change. I'm Dr. Delane Vaughn. As a physician, I see many patients who are ill because of lifestyle decisions such as food choices. Typically, diseases such as diabetes are managed with pills or injections. This approach creates a vicious, expensive, and unhealthy cycle of medication and then more medication to address the negative side effects. As a physician and a life coach, I work with clients to resolve their diseases, get off their medications, and live a naturally healthy life. If you don't like the healthcare system in America, I recommend you use less of it by being naturally healthy. So if you feel there has to be a better, more natural way to live a healthy life, you are in the right place. Hello, and welcome to the Reversing Diabetes with Delane MD podcast. This is episode number 121. I'm your host, Dr. Delane Vaughn. If you are looking for strategies to live a naturally healthy life, you are in the right place. That is what this podcast is dedicated to. Today, we're going to talk about the holidays. So I have to tell you guys, if you are a regular listener to the podcast, you understand that I promised you last week there would be an interview with a client of mine who's graduated my program. Her story is amazing. I love her story, but maybe the holidays snuck up on me. And so I... I'm going to record a podcast to help you get through the holidays next week, through Thanksgiving holiday in the U.S. next week. I have a lot of uh, Canadian clients, so I know that this is not applicable to the Canadians or to people outside of the States. But for the majority of my listeners, they are in the United States. And Thanksgiving is a thing, and I couldn't let it go without doing a podcast on it. I have to tell you, my brain is a human brain, just like everybody else's human brain. My brain offered me when I had this realization that I didn't do a podcast for the holidays. I really need to do this. My brain offered me all the things. People are going to think things about you. People are going to think, what a scatterbrain. My brain offered me all of the judgment and all of the um, comparison and the ridicule and all this stuff because that's what a human brain does, right? Well, what I realized is the reason that the holidays snuck up on me. This is hysterical. I love the holidays. I love them. I am that person who has headphones in in July and is listening to Christmas music. I know it's not for everybody, and that's totally fine, but it floats my boat. I love the holidays. I love Christmas music. I love the nostalgia that comes with it. I love that I can listen to them and they don't consume my thought because... I don't need to pay attention to the lyrics because I know the lyrics. I love the holidays. And for me, starting on, you know, around Halloween, that's when I can really start really indulging in my joy for the holidays. Like loud and proud, freak flag flying, open and everybody can see it. I'm going to live up and live into this joy that I have for the holidays. So that's what I've been doing. And in turn, the holiday has actually snuck up on me. How entertaining is that? Yes, I've let you guys into a deep, dark secret that my freak flag involves holiday music in July. Um, Also, if your freak flag looks like my freak flag, come hang out with me because you are my people and we're fine and we'll do our weird thing together in the corner with our headphones in in July. (laughs) It's whole Halloween when we can listen loud and proud. So we're going to talk about Thanksgiving today and we're going to talk about what that looks like for folks when we have not developed the relationship with food that gets us the confidence that we want in our health and our ability to take care of our health. We're going to talk about that today. And then I promise you, next week, 
my client, Rebecca, her story is going to be on the podcast. You are going to love it. Please hit subscribe so you don't miss it. Um, it's going to be, it's really an amazing story. Her story really, um, does bring a lot of joy to my life and I love thinking about it. So I definitely am looking forward to sharing that with everybody. So my clients and I, in my group, we have been working on Thanksgiving on the holidays. We have been approaching this since October. Why? Because the holidays are a thing in America and in, I think, Western society in general, we bring so much food to these holiday events. And of course, when your relationship with food is such that it has caused you to be sick with type 2 diabetes, when you have such a relationship with food that you actually are creating disease and cutting years off of your life, there is this love-hate relationship with any experience that is, you know, revolving around food this way. And that is certainly what we have with the holidays. So there is this love-hate relationship. We love the nostalgia and the things that we think the holidays should be. And we hate the fear and, as my clients describe it, the terrify. They are terrified of the holidays. We hate that part of it. And I want to talk about how we can manage that. So first, recognizing that the thought-feeling combination that you are bringing to the holidays really are going to dictate what happens. And I'm going to dig into that. I'm going to dig into what we're bringing, what we just naturally have developed the holidays to be, like what our thoughts and feelings over the years have developed and evolved to being that are creating the holidays being what they are. And then we're going to talk about what thoughts and feelings would create what we want with the holidays. And then I'm going to give you a strategy. But recognize the strategy that I'm going to give you will make absolutely no difference if you bring the same old thought-feeling combination that creates being scared and terrified of the holidays. There is no strategy that undoes that. And there's no alternate universe that you bring the thought that leads you to feel scared of the holiday or terrified that you're going to lose control. There is no alternate universe where you bring that and you get a different result. And that is why looking at this thought and feeling combination is so important. Recognize this is the way that the human brain works. Period. End of sentence. The human brain has a thought or belief that creates a feeling and those feelings create actions, those actions will always support the belief that you brought to the scenario. Always. Because that's the way the human brain works. We see this. A great example of where we see this is politics. When a you know election cycle is going on and there are two competing politicians, you know, trying to get into a certain office. They will present their perspective on a situation, on a circumstance, on a bill, on hunger in America, on whatever policy they are looking at. They cannot educate somebody out of their personal belief. You just can't do it. We see it all the time in politics. You cannot educate somebody out of their belief of a politician. Like you cannot show them footage, you know, like news footage of them clubbing a baby seal and have that change their belief about that person. And we've proved this over and over and over again. Now, there are some people who are on the fence about a certain person, right? A certain politician. They're not sure. They like this part about them. They don't like that part about them. If you show that person who's on the fence, 
the baby seal clubbing footage, you know, the photo or the um, newsreel, they may then come to a different conclusion about that person and have a different opinion about that person. That may sway their vote. But for a diehard person who loves ex-politician, you know, politician X, whoever that is, there is no amount of evidence you are going to show that diehard supporter. There is no amount of evidence you are going to show them that changes their belief about that person because beliefs are that strong. Okay. So what I want you to know is where in this politician example, there is no alternate universe that that diehard supporter is going to bring their beliefs about this politician and get a different result. They're not going to change their opinion. Their vote is going to come. I love politician X. They feel committed to politician X and they vote for politician X. There is no changing the circumstance for that diehard supporter. Okay. And this is what I want you to see. There is no changing of a circumstance at Thanksgiving where you are going to bring the thought, I might lose control and the feeling of fear or uncertainty and get a different result other than you have the possibility of losing control. There is no alternate universe you're bringing that to. So when my clients come to me about the holiday, and I have, I've been asking, like I said, for months, I've been asking, so how are we feeling about the holidays? I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling uncertain. I'm feeling like I'm going to miss out on something. I'm feeling worried. This week, a client brought to me that she's feeling terrified. I'm feeling terrified about the holiday. And when I asked her why, she said, things are going to be full of carbs. And then I said, why is that a problem? And she said, well, those things aren't good for me. And then I said, and why are you going to eat something that's not good for you? And she said, because I'm scared I'm going to lose control. And I'm afraid if I lose control, it will take me a long time to get that control back. And so when we dug into this and I showed her that her this thought that I'm terrified of Thanksgiving is creating all this fear. And I, showed, I asked her, what are you doing when you're afraid? Well, I'm just consumed. I'm ruminating about these thoughts and I might lose control. I said, how are you acting with your family? She's like, I don't even, I don't even hear them. Like, I'm not present with them. They'll be talking to me, but I'm not there. I said, what else are you doing? She's like, well, I'm just fixated on the food. And what else are you doing? Well, I'm trying to find all these ways to not have the food so I don't have to worry about it. And what I showed her was there was no way that you're bringing the belief that I'm afraid I'm going to lose control. I'm terrified of Thanksgiving. These foods aren't good for me. I might lose control. There's no place you're bringing those thoughts that are going to create anything different than this checked out experience. And of course, when we're checked out, we're not getting the actual experience that we want from the holiday. When I asked her, I was like, what do you really want the holidays to be? I really want the holidays to be about my family. I really want the holidays to be about connection. I really want to definitely not be consumed about thoughts about food. I want to watch TV with my family. I want to read a book. I want to play games with my family. That's what I want my holidays to be about. And I, I, When I showed her that there is no place that you're going to bring, I might lose control and feeling terrified... There's no Thanksgiving dinner you're bringing that to where you're creating those things that you actually want. It doesn't work that way. Recognize when we are creating those feelings with our thoughts, right? Terrified, um, uncertainty, 
fear, scarcity, disbelief, and doubt, right? When we're bringing those thoughts, some of those thoughts get really intense and we feel we need to do something about them. Tell me if this sounds familiar to you at all. Oh my God, there's apple pie. I might lose my mind and eat it all. Oh my God, I'm just not going to look at it. I'm going to go do something else. I'm going to eat this fruit salad instead. I'm not going to have the apple pie. There it is again. Oh gosh, the person sitting next to me has that apple pie. It it smells so good. I can smell it. I can almost taste it when I smell it. Oh, the apple pie. And all of that brings first desire, and then it intensifies desire, and then it brings fear because now I have all this desire that's so intense, and now I have this feeling of, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose it. I'm, I can't be in control. I can't do it. I doubt I'm going to be able to sit here and look at my neighbor sitting next to me at dinner, their apple pie smelling it. I know I'm not going to be able to not eat that. And then suddenly you find yourself at the dessert table, dishing yourself up the apple pie. When we create those emotions and we intensify them by the rumination of the thought that's creating those emotions, I don't know that I can do it. I'm not sure. Oh my God, it looks so good. Just don't look at it. All of those thoughts create intensity of the emotions. Emotions 10,000 years ago, like fear, 10,000 years ago meant you should do something. You should act. Emotions drive actions. I know everybody's like, no, it doesn't. That doesn't drive any of my actions. I know we don't believe it. Nobody teaches us this. But recognize that's a whole reason we have emotions is because it was meant to drive actions 10,000 years ago. Because when you felt fear 10,000 years ago, it meant you needed to do something. You needed to act. You needed to run from the saber tooth. That is why when we have these intense emotions, we feel like we need to do something like get up and walk to the dessert table. And that's why we find the need to create an action to do something differently. But what I want to offer you is there is no alternate action you are going to create when you're bringing the belief, I might lose control oh my God, I want that. Oh, that smells so good. There is no action that you're going to bring from those ruminating thoughts that is going to be anything different than getting the pie. And that's why it's so important to work on the thoughts and the feelings that you're having and really look at what else is going on. So how this looks is one, you look at what your brain is offering you. My brain is offering me the thought that I might lose control and eat things that make me sicker at Thanksgiving dinner. That thought gives you a fear. Terrified was the word my client used, right? That gives you fear. From that place of fear and ruminating in those thoughts, that thought-feeling combination, you are going to drive an action. And because there's not actually anything to be afraid of, meaning there's no immediate acute fear you need to move away from, you are going to move into something that is going to support your belief. That means that your action, if there's not actually something to fear, the action you do is going to create 
an experience that matches the emotion you're having. This is really meta. We call it metacognition. This is thinking about thinking, right? And we don't do this a lot. And it's like metacognition 2.0, right? It's level 2.0, not 1.0. It's level 2.0. When we have an intense feeling that does not match our actual circumstance, we will do something to create a result in order to match the intensity of the emotion. The type of emotion and the intensity of the emotion. So if your thought is, I'm afraid I'm going to lose control, and your feeling is fear, and you're creating that to be very intense by thinking it over and over and over again, you will act in a way to create an equal result, an equal amount of fear, and in the intensity of that fear with your results. So what that looks like I'm afraid I'm going to lose control. I'm fearful. You go and eat the food that actually creates illness so that you actually have something to be fearful of in the fact of your diabetes and dying an early death from diabetes, okay? That is how the brain works. It's just how it happens. So when you think about what you actually want to have for the holiday, it does not involve worsening diabetes. It sure as shit doesn't involve intense fear or lack of belief in yourself or this rumination of thought or this consuming by the thought that you might lose control. That is not what anybody wants for their holiday. What we want for our holiday is to be connected with our family. The solution is not to wire your jaw shut or not have anybody bring apple pie. That is never the solution, right? And if you don't believe me that that's not the solution, I want to offer to you how many times we had this discussion in group today and I, or yesterday, and I admitted to one time pilfering the pantry and because there wasn't any food like I hadn't bought any snack food because I knew I couldn't have snack food in the house because I couldn't trust myself. I ended up binging, and I'm not kidding, on canned garbanzo beans. That's how you know it has nothing to do with food, friends. How many times have you sat in front of the pantry and overate something you don't even like? It has nothing to do with the food. It has to do with the belief that you don't know that you can do X, Y, or Z. I don't believe I can have Fritos in the house because I might overeat them. Keeping Fritos out of the house does not keep you from overeating. I'll just overeat garbanzo beans. So recognize that thought that you bring. That is the problem. It has nothing to do with the situation about the food. What you want for your holiday has nothing to do with the foods that's there. Maybe you want to enjoy some foods. That's fine. There's no problem with that. But you definitely, I'll guarantee you're not wanting to enjoy food in a way that makes you sick with type 2 diabetes and cuts years off your life. Cuts the last 10 Thanksgivings that you would have with your family off because you die an early death because you have type 2 diabetes. That's not what you're interested in. What you are interested in is enjoying your family. That's what we actually want. So think about that. Figure out what is it that you want to actually experience with the holidays. What are you going to feel when you experience that? When I walk through this with my client, she did. She wanted to have time with her family. That's one of the things. I want to spend time with my family. Maybe I want to read a book. Maybe I want to watch our favorite movie. Maybe I want to play games with them. I want to be with my family. 
And I asked her, what do you not want? What do you want to avoid? I want to avoid going back to the food table all the time. I want to avoid feeling super stuffed to the point that I can't enjoy my family. I want to avoid being consumed by thoughts about the food. I want to avoid all of those things. And so what do you need to feel in order to create that with your family? Put yourself in that space in your brain. And how are you feeling when you're interacting with your family in this way? Calm was the word, the example that she used. All right, so what do you need to believe about Thanksgiving in order for you to feel calm? And she came up with Thanksgiving's really about my family and, and connecting with my family, not about the food. I don't want it to be about the food. Thanksgiving isn't about the food. It's about connecting with my family. That creates that calm for her so that she can have this experience, the actions that she wants, okay? So that is what needs to happen. That is the part that is more, far more important than any strategy that I'm about to teach you. Realizing that there is no strategy that is going to undo the belief that you might lose your mind and eat an entire apple pie. There is no strategy that is going to keep you from overeating when you're bringing that thought. Maybe you're not going to lose your mind and eat an apple pie, but you're going to lose your mind and eat something as long as you're bringing that thought with you. Okay. So that's the work that we do in my group. And I'm going to get to that at the end of the podcast. You know, I always make an offer for folks to sign up for my program. If you are really like, you know, like this is where I'm struggling. Yes, this is my existence. And this is where I'm struggling. I want you to hear me. There is help for that. Okay. I'll get to that here in a moment. But what you want to know about is a strategy because everybody thinks that that's what I need. I need an action to do so that I can do better. I would offer to you there is no action that you're going to bring to the belief that I might lose control that's going to get you a different result, but here is what I will offer. And this is what I teach to my clients, not because it undoes that belief of I might lose control, but because it definitely allows you to see what your brain offers and brings up to you at dinner time, at Thanksgiving dinner time. So I always tell my clients to figure out what is important about this holiday dinner to you. What foods are important? Do not let your mind tell you the BS story that this is only available today. Baloney. That isn't even true. You can make a pumpkin pie in July. All of the makings to make pumpkin pie are available at your local grocery store in July. Don't let your brain tell you it's only available on Thanksgiving because that's not true. Don't let your brain tell you that stuffing's only available at Thanksgiving because it's not true. You can make it any day of the year, okay? Don't let your brain tell you mashed potatoes. I eat mashed potatoes at least once a week. So no, all year long, I eat mashed potatoes at least once a week. So that's not true either. Don't let your brain go there. So figure out what's important to you. Now, it may be that your mother's stuffing, like my mother's stuffing, is spectacular. And that you know it's going to be available on this day. Now, would my mom make my stuffing, that her stuffing, <laughs> make stuffing for me in July? I'm sure if I asked my mother, she would do that. And she would be stoked that she knows that we think that much of her stuffing, that we're asking for it. She would be excited about that. She would totally do it. So I don't even need to believe the story that it's only available, but I will tell you it is important to me that I get to enjoy it at Thanksgiving dinner. So that's on the table for me. That is something I will eat that I don't usually eat. I make my grandmother's apple pie recipe 
every year. If you're not sure, check out Instagram. I'm, I know there's a picture of it on Instagram. I will take a picture of this year's apple pie as well. But I will have a piece of my grandmother's apple pie. My grandmother doesn't make it anymore. I make it. I'm a domestic nightmare. So, like, the fact that I can pull off the apple pie and it's really super good is a Christmas miracle, if you ask me. But either way, that's something I'm going to enjoy. I know I'm going to enjoy it. I don't like rolls. I used to eat a lot of them. It's interesting. I really don't eat them ever anymore. I don't like them. They're not on my list of things that I want at the holiday. So I won't do rolls, which is hysterical because five years ago, I probably would have eaten a dozen rolls alone. Me, myself, would have eaten all those rolls. So that's kind of interesting to see. I'm not into the rolls. Pumpkin pie really doesn't do it for me. I won't have that. I probably won't have um, sweet potatoes because I have them, again, I have those pretty frequently throughout the year. So I probably won't have sweet potatoes um, only because I'll get too full. That's something I gauge. One, what do I actually want that I want to experience? My grandmother's uh, pie recipe, my mother's stuffing. I want to have those at Thanksgiving. And then I also don't want to get too full to where I'm uncomfortable and not able to enjoy the day. I don't want to be uncomfortable throughout the day, so I'm not going to overstuff myself. So figure out the combination of those two things. I want to enjoy my day and I want to experience these foods, these specific foods, not all the foods, green bean casseroles and other things. I'm like, nah, take it or leave it. I'm not into it. So figure out the things that are going to be at your dinner and the things that you actually want. Do not waste your time with things you don't really care about, like a roll for me. I don't care about rolls. I really don't care how artisanal the rolls are, where they come from. I just don't like them. I'm not into them. I'm not going to do it. I don't want to waste my stomach space on a roll. Think about what you do want in your stomach and then plan to eat that expect that your brain is going to be like, no, we need to keep eating, keep eating. Everybody else is eating. We need to keep eating. Your brain's totally going to do that. Prepare for it. Talk back to your brain. Be like, no, I know they're eating, but I'm actually pretty satisfied and I enjoyed every bit of this. I don't need any more food. Also recognize that the neurochemistry of our brain will drive you to continue to eat I call it chasing the first two to three bites. So the first two to three bites of your foods get you the most neurochemical released in your brain. Like the first two to three bites of the apple pie piece that I eat are going to give me the biggest hit, the biggest neurochemical blast in my brain. But don't you worry your pretty little head. I'm going to eat the entire apple pie chasing those first two to three bites. That's how the brain works, right? I say this all the time. We'll eat an entire box of donuts chasing the first two to three bites of donuts because we think that we're going to get, they're going to taste that good. Oh, maybe this next bite is going to taste as good as that first bite did. Maybe this next bite is going to taste as good as those first two or three bites did. And it just neurochemically does not happen, but your brain will drive you to continue to eat expect it. It's neurochemistry. There is nothing wrong with you. You are a normal human being and this is how the brain works. So that is the strategy. Make a plan and then expect that you're going to want to keep eating. But recognize that what your brain is telling you is keep eating. You're going to feel good if you keep eating. That is a thought error. That is not true. That has not ever worked for you. You get too stuffed. You can't 
button the top button of your pants, you want to throw up, you have heartburn, you don't sleep well, and you feel sick for two days afterwards. So recognize that thought error your brain is telling you isn't even true. Okay? That is how you make a plan to manage the holiday meal. That is the strategy. But recognize anywhere you're bringing the belief that I might lose control and you're fearful about the experience of the holiday dinner, anywhere you bring that, there is no strategy that's going to get you anything different other than you having a high chance of losing control or being so consumed with fear that it drives you to get up and go to that dessert table and eat the things that you have not planned to eat and the things that are going to make you sick long-term sick with type 2 diabetes, okay? So this is the work that I do in my group. I have a six-month program where I help women with type 2 diabetes reverse their diabetes, get off medications, lose a little weight along the way because the biology of weight loss and the biology of reversing your diabetes are very similar, and you get to live a naturally healthy life. You get to no longer be consumed by food. You get to be free of food. You get to know and have confidence in your holiday dinners that you're not going to lose your mind and eat something that's going to make you sick, something that's not good for you, something that's going to cut years off of your life. If that's something you're interested in, send me a message, delane at delanemd.com, and I will get back to you. We'll set up a consult where you can hear how my program works and how it will work for you and how it will solve the problems that you have with food so that you can go forth and in the next year, 2022, make it med-free, diabetes-free, and healthy for you. If that's something you're interested in, reach out to me. All right. I will be back next week. I promise you Rebecca's podcast will be on next week. It's going to be good. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss it. I'll talk to you soon. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Also, leave me a review. If you want to resolve your diabetes naturally without any pills or injections, I can help you. Visit DelaneMD.com for more information. Click on the Work With Me tab, send me a message, and we can set up a mini coaching session. You guys have a great week. I'll talk to you soon.